welcome to today's episode. We're going to explore that interesting phenomena called imposter syndrome. It's something most successful women experience, either in a moment, over time, or always. I know it's definitely something that pops in and out of my mind and gives me a tough time every now and then. The problem isn't imposter syndrome itself, though. It's what it makes us do that becomes the issue. Never underestimate how imposter syndrome impacts our effort, our time, and our state of mind, not to mention our business results. Imposter syndrome's pretty sneaky, and it appears out of nowhere. Or does it? Let's understand why this happens to us, how we react, and how to stop it for good. Get yourself comfy as we dive into today's quick win. Let's do it. Are you ready to work less, stress less, and make more money? I bet you're tired of working really hard, putting in crazy hours, and still not getting the results you know you deserve. How about we swap constant overwhelm for ease and grace, and take your business to the next level? Imagine having absolute certainty with every decision you make. There's a way you can achieve it all without losing yourself. I'm Deb Field, quick win coach, business boss, and keep it simple CEO. I've been successfully taking small, medium, and large businesses to the next level for decades. Want to learn how? Go grab your favorite cuppa. I'm about to share powerful quick wins you can apply today. Let's create business magic with your heart at the center of everything you do. In 2022, KPMG conducted a study across 750 successful women to understand how many experience imposter syndrome, self-doubt, or feelings of inadequacy. They discovered that 75% of these women have personally experienced imposter syndrome at some point in their careers. 85% believe imposter syndrome is commonly experienced by all successful women. 74% of successful women believe that their male counterparts do not experience feeling of self-doubt as much as female leaders do. And 81% believe they put more pressure on themselves not to fail than men do. So it's a very common experience for women in business and research has uncovered the reasons why. Before we jump into the detail, I'd like to share a story of how this impacted me many years ago. I was a sporty girl from very young. Swimming, athletics, netball, softball, soccer, gymnastics, whatever was going. But eventually I discovered touch football in my late teens. Over the years, I climbed up to the state level when I was selected as a shadow player for the state team. This was the same year the first World Cup was going to be held in Australia. I had my heart set on playing in that World Cup. To make the World Cup, though, I needed to first make the state team and then be selected as an Australian player. This was not outside my skill or capability, but a tough journey for all players. Now, as a shadow representative, I attended training, but could only make the starting team for the state if someone dropped out. The first training I turned up to was a pivotal point in time for me. I walked up to the field, and one of the key state players turned around and said to me, I don't know why you bother. My heart sunk. It triggered all of my imposter syndrome. I left that day with her words replaying in my mind all day, all night. It really hurt. 
I didn't want to go to training the next week. I thought about giving up altogether and I felt completely disconnected from my dreams to represent my country. So at this fork in the road, there were two choices in my mind, give up or go hard. I did what most successful women do. I drove myself hard and I reached for my goal. I used this horrible experience as a reason to stay with it for another four years. I worked really hard, reached the New South Wales team, made the Australian team, won the World Cup, scored the winning try and was named in the top 14 players in the world. A great outcome, sure. But what was the cost of feeling like an imposter? Well, I trained twice a day, played games throughout the week. I put aside important relationship needs, friendship needs, business needs and personal needs. I became obsessed, actually. One could argue that this level of obsession is needed as an international athlete. Well, I was lucky enough to get a reality check. It arrived in the form of an injury and I was forced to take a six-week break. When I returned to the game... I found I played better, I had a better mindset, and my body performed way better than ever before. Now this was a critical success factor for my game. I discovered overworking myself did not result in better performance. My reaction to imposter syndrome made me dysfunctional in my belief that the only way to succeed was to drive myself as hard as I could. But what I found out through injury was that balance was needed. It was this somewhat forced balance that enabled me to reach the pinnacle of my sport, not the obsessive hard work. This balance enabled me to engage a sprint coach, to enjoy life and love, and to rest and recover regularly. Now this is the same in business. There comes a point of diminishing returns. Working harder is definitely not the answer. Let's really think about how this shows up in our life and in business. Our culture teaches us that working hard is a badge of honour and the key to success. Now, I know for me, I believe that working harder was the answer to everything. Well, it wasn't. Working smarter is the winning formula and balances what we get when we do this well. Now, if this strikes a chord for you, go to episode four and discover the smartest thing you can do to bring balance back into your business. This episode discusses your business model and every business model session I have run for women in business changes their balance immediately. For now, let's find out why imposter syndrome is so prevalent in successful women and then we'll dive into how to put the brakes on this one. It's great. So what is imposter syndrome? The term imposter syndrome was coined back in 1978 by psychologist researchers Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes. They observed that 75% of female high achievers secretly believe they can't live up to the expectations of others, fear others will find out they're not really capable, and they doubt their achievements are the results of their own genuine competence. Now that's a really high number, 75%. So you're not alone if you experience imposter syndrome. In fact, you're in the majority, in a field of amazing women. Well done, you, because we're all in this together. All right, so... (laughs) Anyway, seriously, their research also discovered that women tend to attribute their achievements to luck, charm, 
attractiveness, impressions on others, or hard work. Oh boy, I have every one of these t-shirts. Additionally, women experiencing imposter syndrome tend to compare themselves to others who are in authority or who are validated. And this is what leads them to feel like frauds. Yep, got that t-shirt too. What is that? I mean, why are we doing this? Well, I'm glad you asked. First, let's look at the impact of imposter syndrome. Extensive studies show that imposter syndrome has an impact on aspects of mental health and where the experience of imposter syndrome increases, self-esteem decreases. Now, although imposter syndrome is not recognised as a mental health disorder, the effects can manifest themselves as many mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, low self-confidence, neuroticism, maladaptive personality, shame, insomnia, social dysfunctions, and psychosomatic symptoms. This is one heavy realisation, isn't it? I was actually not aware of how destructive imposter syndrome could be. And as I sit with this, I realise that a lot of my dysfunctional behaviour can be attributed to this very thing. I wonder how this shows up for you. Do you give up? Stay stuck? Hide? Excuse yourself? Seek permission? Deflect to others, not speak from your power, do more, overwork. What do you do because you feel like an imposter? Let's get really honest here. There's so much for us to gain from uncovering our relationship to imposter syndrome. Okay, now it's time to look at what creates imposter syndrome in women. Well, there's no single cause of imposter syndrome. Darn it, because if there was, we could probably solve it. Culture and environment are factors. However, research points to family dynamics and the roles people learn early in life. Let's walk through some of these causes. Cause one, societal stereotyping. Archaic cultural contexts about roles for men and women and their differences in capability has established deeply entrenched beliefs. Society's expectations has shaped women's own perceptions of how they should act. So in other words, we have a predefined way of being in the world. It might not be our way, but this has been established over decades, probably centuries. Cause two, gender inequality. Hmm, yes, we know that one, don't we? Now, business studies confirm gender inequality still exists in business. No surprise there. The data is compelling and ongoingly disappointing. We have a long way to go yet, don't we? This inequality reflects the historical context. The entrenched patriarchal culture is definitely changing. And it is women like you that continue to move it to a better place. Yay us. Now, cause three, family dynamics and the roles people learn early in life. This one's a bit closer to home. We have to acknowledge the reinforcement of beliefs through family behaviours, family dynamics, unconscious or offhand remarks, and the gender roles promoted or accepted at home. Now, this is totally understandable. Culture's powerful but we're changing it day by day. Now, these three causes I've just walked through, and trust me, there's many more. These have shaped how we as women respond and react to our roles and achievements in business. 
In bringing this episode to you, I came across an article in the Harvard Business Review, which claims it is not the individual with the problem. It's the business environment which needs fixing. Well, I do and don't agree. Yes, it's an environmental and cultural issue for sure, but we don't have to wait for a long and drawn out shift in culture to change how imposter syndrome impacts us. We have the power here and now. And I believe we work with what's within our control and our actions and reactions are ours to own and change. As amazing women, we can change our own experience and grow beyond the historical chains we have inherited. So by disarming our imposter syndrome, we are continuing to steer the culture in the direction it needs to go, moment by moment. So this totally tickles my fancy as I have a not so hidden desire to empower as many amazing women as possible to become leaders, have voices and to create amazing businesses that make a difference in the world. We are the change the world needs. We care. We want a future for our children and their children. Please never underestimate the difference you can make. Dolly Parton illuminated what breaking moulds looks like when she said, I'm not going to limit myself just because people won't accept the fact that I can do something else. And actress, screenwriter and producer Mindy Kaling famously said, why the fuck not me? I think we need to get t-shirts made. That is fantastic. So how do we stop the impact of imposter syndrome? Stop everything. Make sure you listen really carefully. Pause if you need to to grab a cup of coffee because this is the most important part of this episode. Now we've established that imposter syndrome is an experience of an unreal belief. But the thing is, the effects are very, very real. Beliefs are often hidden and rarely understood or challenged. They are what we base our life, decisions and experiences on. To transcend the belief that drives imposter syndrome, First, we need to truly accept that imposter syndrome occurs to us because we have unconsciously bought into the historical, cultural and self-imposed beliefs of how the world works. We have bought the story that we as women are not equal to men in business. Now, I know on one level, we don't believe that. But underneath, those beliefs have been communicated to us forever. Accepting this is a great first step. Once we accept this, we have the power to change the impact this belief has on our lives. Like any hidden belief, once we uncover where this belief comes from and how and why we ascribe to it, we have the ability to disempower it. And here we go. Here's the good part. To disempower a belief, we need to follow these four steps. Step one. Observe what we are thinking and feeling. Are we feeling like a fraud? Do we think we don't deserve this? Do we feel like we haven't done enough? Or that we are not as valid as others? Get real with this. Start noticing your own self-talk and acknowledge it. No judgy stuff, okay? Just acknowledge it. Be observant. Step two. Notice what this way of thinking and feeling compels you to do. Do you need to do more, be more, have more, work harder, longer, etc.? Observe what you are compelled to do. You will find this so interesting when you start doing this. Step three, do not take the action you are compelled to take. Do not take any actions or reactions 
Just wait. Watch the compulsion increase. Crazy stuff, hey? Not reacting to the compulsion is really important. It disempowers the belief and over time, the belief will lose its hold. You'll have fewer and fewer imposter syndrome experiences. This is where you take control of your future. Step four, determine what your real response should be. If you are in your power, as you rightly should be, knowing the truth about your ability and your value, determine what actions you would take right now and take it. Now, all of these steps are a practice. Beliefs are tricky. Stay really conscious and be fearless. Don't be surprised if you have the occasional reminder about the social beliefs. They will pop up everywhere. It's a little bit like when you buy a red car and suddenly you see red cars everywhere. Becoming conscious will have you see these beliefs everywhere you look. Things that you read, music you hear, conversations, comments to you, etc. Even keep an eye on how you speak and what you say. Overall, this approach might seem simple, but simple works. Yet it's not always easy. See, it's the consistent application of simple that makes the difference. Your reward in this is more time, more peace and more genuine belief in who you are and the value you bring. This will translate into reduced overwhelm and more balance in your life. To recap, to disempower belief, we need to follow these four steps. Step one, observe what we are thinking and feeling. Step two, notice what this way of thinking and feeling compels you to do. Step three, do not take the action you're compelled to take. And step four, determine what your real response should be. I am so excited for you and I can't wait for you to apply this quick win in your business and in life. Give it a go because imposter syndrome is something that should not be here. It is, but I am wishing for you and all of us amazing women that we can sidestep this old historical context and belief and channel all of our hearts into our power and the work that we're meant to bring to the world. So all the best, ladies. Have a great day. I hope you loved today's episode and it provides value to you and your business. There are two quick things you can do to pay it forward. One, share this episode with other women you know and love. And two, take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This will enable more women in business to receive this valuable information. Let's share the love. Finally, go to quickwinsforbusiness.com, get your free business checklist and join our private Facebook community where I'll be sharing additional quick win tools. Let's work together. Join me here next week with another exciting episode sharing more quick wins for your business. Have a great day.